Hey everyone, welcome into another episode of Damn Legends. This is our look back. I'm going through my contacts of 14 years of covering Oregon State football and just catching up. I think it's super fun to, to catch up with these guys. I followed them from the time they were in high school all the way through their Oregon State and beyond careers. And it's fun for the fans to look back as well. And today I'm super excited to bring back maybe one of the best trash-talking DBs we have had since I've covered Oregon State. Uh, played in the pros. He's a coach. So much on his plate right now. Please welcome James Dockery. James, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Just uh, down here in Palm Desert, California. Uh, today we just interviewed a, a young man from Loyola High School. Uh, he is a 28-year-old coming from overseas, interested in our men's basketball job. So okay. we're in the transition phase of uh, hiring a new basketball coach. And our school hasn't missed any days of school this year. We've been wow. doing online learning through uh, Zoom, through Google Classroom, and all different type of platforms. And uh, we're pretty proud of where we're at in our Valley because again, our kids haven't missed school and they have about two more weeks to finish up and they can get on to their summer. Obviously it's not normal times that we're living in right now, but being able to still be around the kids virtually has been able to make our day somewhat normal. Yeah, so tell me, so you're the football coach at Xavier Prep. You're also an assistant athletic director. Yes. Um, you're gonna be teaching. Give yeah. us just a, an update. So you're back home in your hometown, but give us yeah. a, an update of what you know what you're what you're up to. Yeah, back home in Palm Desert, California. Um, I'm actually I'm a coach at Xavier College Prep. It's a Jesuit Catholic school here, the first one of its kind. Uh, it's 13 years old. It's on Cook Street. It's about a five, two minute drive from my high school that DJ and I went to. So we're the actual we're the rival of our high school. I didn't Xavier didn't exist when DJ and I played. Maybe DJ, but not when I played. And so uh, I get a little crap about going to the rival, but you know, we're grown now, two kids, you gotta pay the bills. So um, I love it though. I'm the assistant athletic director. Next year I'll be teaching intro to entrepreneurship. So shout out to the business school at Oregon State. I learned a couple of things there. Now we're trying to pass it forward to the kids and uh, we're just doing good. You know, we have a barbershop in the mall here locally and we have a seven on seven program that we're trying to introduce to our Valley. And um, just trying to, while we're here, we're trying to make the best of it. Yeah, how is, you know, I mean, Obviously, Oregon State is familiar that the Valley does have, the Coachella Valley has great football players. But, you know, kind of get our the other Beaver fans that might not be familiar. How is the football down down in the Valley? Uh, football is good. Um, I think that uh, if you look at last year, Jake Shipley, he was a four-star, I believe. Maybe you guys had him at three-star, four-star. Yeah. Jake Shipley, defensive end, he's at Oregon. Yeah. Um, so he, he was good. Uh, I mean, we probably get about one or two, maybe three to four D1 players out of our league each year. Uh, Palm Desert is a really good program, as you guys know. Uh, La Quinta is a solid program. Palm Springs, Rancho Mirage. Um, who else is in our league? And uh, I think Palm Springs, Rancho Mirage, Xavier, Shadow Hills, La Quinta. Yeah, those are the big public schools in our league, and we're the only private school that's in that league, similar to like Jesuit in a, yeah. in a public school league. Um, but the football is pretty good. We're producing uh, D1 players. The only uh, downfall is that most coaches fly into LAX, and if you come to California, you can keep it within 20 miles any way you go around LAX, and you don't have to go too far. So for the coaches that are willing to make this drive, it's about an hour and 45 minutes uh, east to Palm Springs. Um, you can find some uh, diamonds in the desert, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm guilty. I flew into LAX last year for spring break. We flew into LA. Usually we fly into uh, uh, Ontario or Burbank. We've done Palm Springs once, but I did LAX last year for spring break. Laying right. at 2 p.m. I was leaving the rental car at 2 p.m. It took us five hours to get pumped. Yeah, I mean, 
I brought, uh, we, we host an annual camp here. And uh, one year I brought Josh Norman out here. That's my buddy. And uh, like, it took five hours from LAX to get to the desert just because like some traffic stuff happened. Yeah. And I could never get him back again because the experience was like, well, we know that Jay knows not coming to the Valley no time soon, maybe for Coachella, but that's not really his type of thing. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was crazy. So we, we made a mental note not to, and it was our own fault for flying in there at that time. Yeah. I've done Long Beach before too. And if, as long as you time it okay, it's not super bad, but. Um, yeah, we got, some, we got some good players in. Uh, unfortunately though, we don't really have like a, um, you know, 247, you guys get a hold of the guys that are known out here, you know, once you make it to like that three-star range, I, I know you guys will cover us. They, we just need some more coverage. I know Jordan Johnson used to talk to me all the time about uh, wanting to, because he comes out here a lot too in his downtime. And, you know, he does the stuff with Andrew and Oregonian and, and all yeah. that. Battle prep, I think, is is just called. Um, but he wants to really, you know, kind of get that platform here in the Valley. So anybody that ever wanted to come down to the Valley and kind of get like a get that market i mean it's open for everyone out here and i think these kids need that which is why we're trying to do the the desert football academy and kind of introduce seven on seven and get a couple high profile teams out here to uh up the valleys uh you know just the off-season training and from when me and dj were here i would say these kids out here are definitely um you know wanting to do seven on seven they're wanting to pay for private training um the guys these days are, are real serious about perfecting their craft so I, i've noticed that here and in portland when i was there too Okay, don't give me any reason to, don't give me any more excuses to have to come down to the desert. Yeah, come on, mm. come down here. I'm telling you, top 10 desert prospects, get them going. They need some love. Yeah, I'll have to, to work on that. So you also have a barbershop. Talk to us a little bit about that. Which mall is that in? The uh, Palm Desert Westfield Mall. So it's okay. the main mall in the Coachella Valley. If you guys ever come down here uh, and you guys go to the mall, uh, it'll be downstairs on the J.C. Penny site. Um, it's called Doc's Barbershop. Hopefully it'll still be there. I'm not going to lie. You know, everything is not, you know, there's lights, you know, lights and shadows, right? And I would say right now that's probably one of my shadows, just the uncertainty of one, uh, my barbers are independent contractors. So how are they doing at this time? Hopefully well. Two, what is it going to look like when we get back into business? How many people are we allowed to have in the, in the shop? Our right. shop's in a mall. So are the American people going to go back to the malls after this with all the fear of, <clears throat> you know, whatever that may be. So um, you know, I'm a pretty religious guy, so I'm just going to try to stay focused, stay faithful, and just uh, stay positive and see what happens. But, you know, in business, you know, you take risks. Sometimes those risks are rewarded, and sometimes those risks aren't. And so I just have to be prepared for whatever happens. But in the year that we've been open, um, we smashed the numbers that we wanted to do. So, I mean, business was rolling, so yeah. uh, business was booming. But, you know, we just have to wait and see. I do know, as you guys can see me, normally I wear a fade. Right. But that's a short haircut. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are going to need haircuts when we open back up. So hopefully uh, business will be good again. Yeah. It's so scary. It's a, not scary. I, I guess I'm not scared at this point, but I'm an independent contractor too. I mean, this is, um, it's a strange time to be covering football without football. You know, it's right. a, an interesting, right. an interesting dynamic. And I just right. open up new opportunities. This is awesome to be able to zoom and have a, a catch up session with players and media and, uh, yeah. I think just the way we do things, uh, I know for me personally, next year when we get into the season, I mean, there's no reason for us. I mean, we can't practice on Sundays anyway as a Catholic school, but um, now we don't want to, a lot of times our school, we miss out because that Sunday is normally when a lot of schools get together and get ready for that game plan for the next week. But now with something like Zoom, it's like we can screen share, we can yeah. watch them as a staff. If you want to have a beer or whatever your get down is while you're doing it, then that's fine. And, uh, and so that's awesome for the ways that we can, um, per, you know, move forward after yeah. all this. No, and, and it is, it's, it is, it's forcing people to be 
to think outside the box. I mean, I, I've been trying to support local businesses as much as we can, and it's fun to see some of the creative ways. Oh, we have a visitor. Yeah, he, look at him. He's a, this is my son, Xander. That's Hi, my Xander. Yeah, he'll be three in, uh, in May, or May 26th, and then my young son right here, he'll be, uh, two, he'll be one, or he'll be, this one will be one. Oh, cute. On May 26th and January <laughs> May 29th. So they're three years apart, less than two years apart. Okay. About three days. So I have two boys now and they're, they're healthy, healthy and happy. Nice. I have two boys too. So enjoy. And they're about the same distance yeah, apart. The same so. We'll be in high school together and uh, these guys got a lot of energy. So we'll, I got my work cut out. You already training them? Yeah, I mean, well, Xander, you know, I, I don't know if however many people follow me that are going to see this, but if anybody's uh, following me on any of the social media platforms, they know that Xander, is a, he's a golfer. I was going to say, I've seen him golf. Yeah, he's got he, a shot. I would say, I guess I can say, without being like one of those parents, he's a big-time golfer at his age right now, and uh, he's all about it. He practices pretty much every day without me. We have a little net for him in the back that he can hit shots and stuff, so he goes out there and, and gets going without – without us telling him and uh we have a he goes out here and gets lessons about twice a month when we could yeah and so it's just really a, a trip for me to see my son to, like really uh love golf um he loves football as you can see he's rolling around with his ball yeah um, but he's really playing the golf because that's really all i do now i'm not playing pickup basketball or men's league football i'm just golfing in my spare time so he probably sees dad doing it and he's trying to he's trying to do it himself we got rain over there picking up the the golf club so these guys are gonna they like golf so are the golf courses open down there? Uh, they've opened up, not all of them, but okay. there's probably about eight golf courses open, um, you know, practicing social distancing. And, uh, you know, they took the rakes out of the bunkers. Yeah, uh, yeah. They elevated the raised, holes. Yeah, raised cups. You know, like that, which makes me an even better putter. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, you know, so it, it's been good. I've gone out there a couple of times since they reopened just to try to stay active with some of my friends and, um, I think there's, I think golf is something you could do and be socially responsible. And so I'm happy that they opened that, that back up. Yeah. So that's, my husband's been golfing up here because they didn't, and there was a talk there a little bit ago that we had to cancel our spring break plans. I had to cancel my, my girl trip that we were supposed to take next month. Um, and we've talked about maybe heading down to the desert. And the biggest thing for him is he wanted to golf. He's got his right. handicap down to a 7.8 last he told me. Your husband? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's big time. I'll go with him, but he's a okay. lot better than Next time you guys are, you know, when we get yeah. going again, when you guys come out, that's one thing I definitely, I have a couple perks on some courses here. Okay, sounds good. We'll, we'll get, get hooked up with you. So those boys are so cute. So you're also doing a video, a YouTube channel. Is it a YouTube yeah. channel? Yeah, we have a YouTube channel called, it's just the Dockery's uh, Family Vlog. Um, just something for us to do. People have joked with us before, like, you know, they think our kids are cute and uh, my wife's a former cheerleader at Oregon State, and so we're a Beaver family, and they always say, you guys should do family vlog. Uh, I think that, like, this age, not, I guess, the age group that's younger than me, I guess I'm a millennial and the new Generation Z, whatever they're called. Yeah. They, they like to take in stuff through YouTube, and uh, so we're just messing around with it. During quarantine, we have nothing else to do uh, besides fun. small responsibilities that we have as work and all that, but a lot of downtime, so we just been doing that and hey if we can make it big somehow and get some money or some advertisements from doing that that'd be great but if not more than anything it'll just be some good family videos that our boys can look back on and go wow look how i was acting at two years old right no exactly and i mean this i keep telling my kids so um my youngest who's a sixth grader now had a youtube channel last year and it was nothing huge it didn't take off but he wasn't consistent but it was fun because we we went to portugal and he 
blogged all through Portugal. And it's just a nothing else. It's something great to look back on and for grandparents to kind of keep up with what's going on. And um, yeah, I have a couple of uh, team, uh, guys that I coach and uh, it's like, you know, they're of that generation. And so some of our guys, they go when they find these YouTube videos, say, for example, your son. Yeah. And like they were eight years old and they were doing this video. And then it, it's all over the locker room at I practice. Know. And it's then the guys so were funny. like, and the guys are like making fun of him, like, look how you look at this <laughs> old dude, like, oh, you look at your hairline and like, you know, it's just, you know, so I think that's pretty cool. They all want to be like gamers and video or YouTube stars. Yeah. But yeah. it's fun. Like I said, and this is such a, I mean, this is a historic thing we're living through that, you know, we'll have to tell our kids about or the kids will want to share later. So I think it's totally cool. Um, let's yeah. talk a little bit about Oregon State. So, you know, yeah. your wife, you are both beavers. Um, yeah. What is your favorite memory? from Oregon State? My favorite memory from Oregon State, um, I guess I have a couple of them, like a couple highs, a couple lows. I'll start with the lowest one because I guess that kind of like propelled me. Um, I would say uh, my sophomore year when I was having a great training camp, probably, you know, gonna maybe be the third corner with Keenan Lewis and and uh, and uh, B Hughes. And I tore, I tore my meniscus and, you know, just a freak injury and I ended up missing that whole year. And I just have a vision of uh, – won't get that away from him, Xander, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we were just uh, – uh, I just remember when we were upsetting USC when the, the quiz the quiz Rogers game, big-time yeah. rushing game, he had about 186 on the ground. And um, I had to go up to the top of the uh, – you guys know when the you, the old visitors used to walk down the, the, the ramp or the, the hill, whatever, yeah. by the new side. And I had to go up there like two minutes ahead of time because – they knew that the fans were going to rush the, the field and they had to get me out of there because I was on my crutches and they didn't want me to get like trampled or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah. I went up there early and I was up there by myself and I, and I was crying and I, and I was crying to myself because you guys know how competitive I am. Like I was happy for my buddies that we won this game. We upset USC top four program in the country, but I was just so crushed that I had nothing to do with it. And that, that's a Southern California team. And I was just so crushed that I had nothing to do with this. So I just, from that moment, I just knew, like, I can't wait for my time to get back on that field and make my mark as well, just like the quiz did that game. And so so that was probably a low moment. And then I will say a high moment for me would probably be, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of them, but maybe even my senior year, back-to-back -back weeks of Louisville and Arizona State, I had game-clinching uh, game interceptions, and that's pretty cool. Being a corner at Oregon State, being on an island, a lot of times, no help. Uh, you're in a lot of situations that are not favorable for a corner. And so just going from that sophomore year and then going to my senior year and being able to intercept the ball two weeks in a row to, to, to seal the game, just kind of like that 360 of my journey, um, you know, that was, that was a high for me. And then also just my junior year when we made that run to put ourselves in position to, to win the Pac-10 title. Um, every time we got a win, we would be listening to, who is that, uh, Party in the USA by uh, – <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Miley Cyrus, and here we are, you know, competing to be Pac-10 champions and, you know, on a win streak, and every game we win, we're in the locker room screaming, everybody get your hands up, you know, you know, partying in the USA, being so manly, but yet, you know, so childish and just having fun and just, I mean, everybody that was on that run knows that song right now, and when they hear it, I know it's going to take them back to just yeah. seeing a guy like, you know, Stephen Paya you know, dancing to Miley Cyrus. That's a <laughs> the mental picture. Yeah, yeah. So those and then hip-hip hoorays. Talk a little bit about Mike Riley, playing for Mike Riley. Yeah, the hip-hip hoorays are great. 
Um, I love Coach Riley, just, you know, just being a head coach now. Um, you know, the great thing about him is, um, you know, the hip-hip array. One, he was just big on his, the way he communicates to young men. And even in a time in football where, you know, back when we were playing and even further back, it was a more hard-nosed style of football as far as, like, the coaches more hands-on, like, more aggressive. Like, yeah. you know, kids these days are a little different. They're a little more socially conscious, aware, like, hey, that's not okay. You shouldn't talk to me that way. Or, you know, I'm sure there's still some programs that are a little more classic in that regard. But, you know, being with a guy like Riley, Hip Hip Hooray, or Jimmy Christmas, Jimmy Christmas, <laughs> you know, Jimmy Christmas is like, you know, never cussing around young men, being aware of how he says things. So um, did, did you never hear him cuss? No, I've never heard Coach Riley cuss one time in my life. Maybe, maybe once, maybe, but I, I, I can't. Dylan even... Wynn actually brought that up yesterday and said, that he tried to get Coach Riley to drop an F-bomb so many times and just yeah, never could. Never could get it. So, you know, Jimmy Christmas is just a way you can celebrate with. Uh, you know, we looked forward to that, too, because that's what he would say when we'd win. So that's a good phrase from Coach Riley when we get the hip-hips in the locker room. And, uh, you know, you just learn a lot from that. And uh, I was lucky to have a coach like him and that coaching staff that stuck together for my whole time there. So um, Who was uh, your DB coach? Uh, uh, Nigel Byrne for Nigel, okay. a year and a half. And then uh, Banker, I was the safety for a little bit with Banker. Then yeah. I went to corner with Nigel. And then Keith Hayward came in. So I was lucky to have a, a good coaching. Some good ones. Yeah. 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 So um, you, I, I remember, because I was pretty new covering the team when you were there. You and James Rogers had some of the best, best trash talk I've ever heard. Yeah. It, yeah, is he, yeah who is did. the most competitive guy you've gone up against? Uh, the most competitive guy I've gone up against in college was probably, uh, you know, on that side of the ball, probably like James and Quiz, you know, it's obvious when you're that successful in the Pac-10, Pac-12, it takes a certain type of mental uh, ability to like, you got to psych yourself out. So uh, I would say, you, you know, guys like uh, Jeff, definitely James and Quiz, they're just ultra competitive guys. And so am I. Uh, Poyer was very competitive. Um, Swessy too, Maline, he's really quiet. And, you know, he's not going to talk a lot like maybe me and James were, but deep down inside, he wants to kill you and he wants to win <laughs> at all costs. So, you know, we were a really competitive group of guys. I think that's why we were able to win. But I would definitely say during my time, James, Quiz on the offensive side, Sammy Strotter, those type of guys. Yeah. And then on my, in the defensive side, guys like uh, Cameron Collins and Lance Mitchell, uh, those type of guys, Jordan Poyer, those guys are, are very, very competitive guys. Gosh, you're bringing up all kinds of guys that, you know. Um, do you keep in touch with any of the, your friends from Oregon State? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I'm really close with Gabe Miller. He's one of my closest friends. So I, I check in with Gabe a lot, Brandon Harden. Um, Jordan and I, we keep in contact. But right now, he's kind of like, I know how it is being a pro. He's a very good pro. He's got a lot of things on his plate, I'm sure. We don't keep in touch as much as we used to, but I know I could call him. Uh, Rashad Reynolds, we just missed each other's FaceTime last week, so we got to catch up. But, uh, uh, yeah, I talked to Jalen Moore today. Some of, the, some of the young guys will reach out to me here and there, which is nice. Um, just talk to him because, you know, I, I was really hoping to see him get drafted or yeah. be a priority free agent, stuff like that, but just trying to give him that encouragement. Just like I didn't get drafted, one of the first uh, texts I received was from Keaton Christick, like, hey, keep your head up. I know how that feels. You'll make a roster, you know, so just stay positive. And sure enough, I was able to yeah, do it. I was going to say, four years, five years in the league. Yeah, four, five years, uh, five years total, four years credited. So it was, a, it was a pretty good run, pretty good run. So, yeah, we try to stay in contact as much as we can. And my wife being a cheerleader, she has some friends that are still, you know, former dancers and whatnot. So we're pretty good on that. And we've only been here three years. We spent a good time in Portland after my career was over. So 
um, you know, we try to stay in contact with those guys. Have you, fo- you followed the Beavers then, obviously, too? Yeah, definitely follow the Beavers. I definitely follow high school sports there, too. I checked Oregon, uh, Oregon Live. I check you guys out. Um, her dad is big on your guys' site, so I'll just, I just always log into his, to his stuff and see what's going on on that end. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we follow the Beavers a lot. I was real, I was pretty close with coach Anderson. Um, unfortunately things didn't work out like how, how we wanted them to or what we were expecting getting his, uh, he did really well at Wisconsin and Utah state, but, uh, he's back where he, you know, did well at Utah state. So good for him and coach Smith coming in. I've never personally met coach Smith or talked to him, which is weird because he's a, he's a Beaver. Great. I would, I think I'm a borderline Beaver. Great. So that's nice. So you're a Beaver. Great. One day I, I was going to come up to the golf uh, tournament this year to uh, to uh, get out, get back with those guys, but I haven't had a chance too much to connect with uh, this staff too much. Uh, Coach Petrie, uh, some of the guys that recruit our area just a little bit, but they, to be honest, they haven't been out this way too much. So, okay. um, you know, we got to get those guys back out here, but um, they're doing a great job. Offense is rolling. Defense is catching up. Special teams are solid. So they're doing well. Yeah. Have you met Blue Adams yet? I have not met Blue Adams. I've seen some of his videos on online and stuff. He seems like a, a great uh, charismatic DB coach. And yeah. uh, I know he has the L.A. area. And so hopefully we can get him to put some more gas in that car and get out this way a little bit. Right. Well, they've been using the private jet, too. Like wow. I, I know They got a guy from Banning. Teron Madison came from Banning. So that's not too far. Yeah, I know Banning. Yeah, Banning. I, I know Teron. We played in uh, two years ago, his senior year. We actually put him out of the playoffs. We played him in the right. first round. And he was a heck of an opponent. You know, it was very tough to game plan for him. He was a quarterback for them. And, and he can really throw the ball, actually. And he was, he was very dynamic, a very dynamic player on offense. And uh, we were able to get the win and kind of contain him, contain him because he still probably had 200-plus yards. But, <laughs> you know, we try to limit everybody else, let Teron do what he's going to do and uh, get the win. So, yeah, he's a good player. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, James, I don't want to take any more of your time, but I appreciate you jumping on with us. and. Uh, just getting Beaver fans caught up. I love the stories. It, no it brightens my day more than anything, and I, I hope Beaver fans brightens their day because it's been so fun. Gosh, I was talking about I mean, Cody, so we were talking. He hasn't been back either. He was planning to come back for that golf tournament as well, so hopefully they can get maybe in the fall if this kind of calms down a little bit. We can, you know, yeah, see you guys really, up here. Yeah, really and, proud of Cody, too. He's had a, a heck of a offseason, as you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Like he's doing good, and uh, he has a French Bulldog. I have a French Bulldog that a brother's. Um, he has Murphy I have Leonidas and their brothers and uh, our wife my wife and his wife they 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 talk and whatnot and so um, that was pretty devastating to see a guy like Cody have to go through that but no no surprise Cody overcoming the odds and and doing what he does and that's a he's a winner so that's good yeah yeah it was so good to see him you know and he looks good and he feels good and um, so good to see see he has two girls all these guys Dylan Wynn told me yesterday that he's expecting their first baby so um Lots of lots of little guys, but they keep you on your toes. Yes, they do. Hopefully, some future beavers running around. So. That's that's right. Well, hey James, stay healthy. Right. Tell your uh, boy, give your boys hugs, and uh, tell your wife hi, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, thank you. Go beavers. Thanks, James. Yep.